This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. All right, friends. How y'all doing? How's everybody feeling? Feeling like a Wednesday, I guess. We're halfway through a bye week. May or may not be running out of things to talk about, but that's okay. We got a couple of hours to kill, and I think we'll be able to make it through here on today's Workday Red Zone. As always, we appreciate you tuning in on the ticket, KNEA 970 AM, along with 95.3, 96.9, and 104.1 KBRI. We are streaming online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. Download the Tune In app, search for KNEA. And you're going to be all set. You want to shout at us? Cool. Call us. 930-3776. You want to shout at us on social? Cool. Facebook.com slash 95.3 The Ticket. Or on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie. You can also use the hashtag WDRZ. I am Kara Richie. I'm joined in studio by the whole gang. Keith Merritt is here with us for hour number one. It's a beautiful day. More or less. It's good. And we're good. <laughs> we're good. And of course, uh, Kate Carlton here as well, handling the producing duties today. Good afternoon. It is a nice day. It's just... If you like clouds. We get... Where we're at in this studio, like I have I have one view out the window. The studio... Studios are not exactly bright and airy places. No. no. <laughs> because you, you try to not have echo, 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 yes. echoes. But uh, we do have one window, and that window is is looking out onto some steadily darkening skies. So I don't know. The rest of the skies could be blue. There could be a rainbow somewhere in Jonesboro right now. It could be beautiful for the other, you know, 98% of what the sky looks like. But I got, I got clouds in my view. Storms rolling in. Uh, maybe not. All right. Uh, we got sports to talk about today. I guess that's kind of what the game plan is uh, usually here on the show. Do want to let you know that in about half an hour, we're going to touch base with Arkansas State head men's golf coach Mike Hagan. They're coming off a W in the Bubba Barnett Intercollegiate. They have just, uh, well, it's a home tournament, but they've really, really owned it as of late. So we'll get all the highlights there from Mike Hagan coming up at 1230. Other A-State news and notes. A-State women's basketball coach Matt Daniel has announced a new addition to his staff, Connor McNellis has joined the program as an assistant coach. So McNellis spent the previous two seasons as an assistant at Nickel State. He also had stops at Florida Atlantic and Southern Miss. More on him throughout the program. Of course, I do want to remind everybody that Live with the Red Wolves returns to Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive tonight. Attention members and guests. Attention members and guests. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to get their attention. <laughs> A-State head football coach. Butch Jones, along with special player guest Lane Hatcher. They'll be both be out there talking about the first half of the season, talking about Coastal Carolina, and uh, looking ahead, answering your questions as well. That show begins at 7 o'clock. You can hear it on 107i K-Fine and the K-Fine app. And one uh, one nugget of Grizzlies news that came out yesterday uh, during, the, during the show, I believe. But uh, their season tips off one week from today, by the way. Of course, the ticket here is, is your home for Grizzlies hoops assuming there's no conflict with with a-state women's basketball but they shared an update on guard dylan brooks yesterday and he broke or fractured his left hand 
in an off-season practice, and he's going to have to receive additional treatment. So he's not even going to be reevaluated for another two to three weeks. Obviously, that means he will be out for the season opener, which is October the 20th in Memphis against Cleveland. So it is about time to start sprinkling in some Grizzlies talk here with our updates and, and uh, checking in on that team a little bit. NBA, just, just a week away. Pretty cool stuff. In the meantime, though, we're still pretty much stuck in college football mode. Ain't, ain't mad about it. But I want to talk now about, you know, the second half of the Arkansas State football season. And for the KavanaughCars.com question, I want to get your prediction on what the record will be in the second half of the season. And we'll go through the games that are left here in a moment. But, you know, at, at some point we should probably do a larger overview of the first half of the season. But... It's kind of depressing and, and <laughs> sad to dive into. We know it's a one in five record. This team has lost five in a row. They haven't picked up a win in Sunbelt Conference play yet. We know that the, the defensive numbers are historically bad. The offense has struggled to produce on a consistent basis. And it's just been it's it's been a lot. Um yeah, there are bright spots, but you gotta you gotta dig a little bit deeper for them than it seems like you would normally have to. And and I really didn't want to do the standard midterm grade things because it's we know where this team is lacking and we know what some of those grades would be. So it's easier at this point in time to just look ahead as opposed to looking behind. Uh, this does seem, from a fan perspective, where I'm at as a fan, this does seem like a good time to do a little bit of a mental reset. <laughs> You've got the two weeks between games, so you can start looking ahead. You can look at how some other teams are doing around the Sun Belt. You can look at the roster, who's played, what's next, things like that. And uh, so that's what we're going to do on today's show. To look at what is coming up next for A-State, of course, uh, the Red Wolves not in action tomorrow, Thursday, but not until the Thursday after that, October the 21st, when they are going to host the Raging Cajuns, who absolutely throttled App State last night on, on national television. But Thursday, October the 21st, is when A-State returns to action at Centennial Bank Stadium against Louisiana. Nine days after that, on Saturday, October the 30th, it's a trip to South Alabama. The following Saturday, a home date with Appalachian State. Saturday, November the 13th, a road trip to ULM. Saturday, November the 20th, a road trip to Georgia State. And then A-State wraps up the 2021 season at home on the 27th against Texas State. So there's still some some fairly large hurdles to climb uh, when you look at this schedule. But some of the tougher teams are, are out of the way. You faced the Power 5 opponent. You faced the top 25 opponent. So in in theory, the schedule is a little bit better on the back end or a little bit easier on the back end for Arkansas State football. Of course, it would be a state select that everybody starts to peak at the right time. For example, last night, you know, going into the game yesterday, Kate and I talked, I felt like we talked a lot about how, you know, we're not really sold on the Cajuns. Their offense hasn't been great. When they've won, they've won ugly. That's not what they, they looked like last night. They didn't win ugly last <laughs> night. 
<laughs> they looked like they dominated on both sides of the football. They looked like the better team last night. They forced they forced App State into so many different mistakes, and then they took advantage of every single one of those mistakes, and then they played well enough to beat App State without capitalizing on those mistakes. It was it was a really good audition for Billy Napier for the LSU job. I mean, they looked amazing, <laughs> but but uh, of course that means that what does that mean? That means that. The Cajuns are feeling it. They're going to be rolling into Centennial Bank Stadium uh, coming up uh, next Thursday. But again, our KavanaughCars.com question. What will be A-State football's record in the second half of the season? Six games left, so looking forward to hear your take on that throughout the course of today's show. 930-3776 is the number to call. And in fact, we're going to have our phone lines open during the break, but a lot I want to get into in terms of talking about the second half of the season. So we'll do that when we return. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Would you like to earn up to $18.75 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays? Denso and Osceola is offering just that in your first year. Denso is the industry leader in the design of advanced automotive systems. Denso builds the best products in the world by using only the best people. You can earn up to $18.75 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays in your first year by becoming a Denso team member today. Start your new career with Denso. Denso also offers a sign-on bonus and attendance and referral bonuses, plus medical, vision, and dental insurance, and a 401k with a 4% match. Apply today at DensoCareers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. That's D-E-N-S-O Careers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. Walk-in interviews every Wednesday from 9 to 11.30 a.m. and 3 to 5 at 100 Denso Road in Osceola. Earn up to $18.75 per hour. Get 13 days paid vacation and 13 days paid holidays, plus benefits and a sign-on bonus today with Denso. Call Central Chevrolet today and schedule your service appointment. Don't keep putting it off. Central Chevrolet's service department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Chevrolet. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Chevrolet. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service today on Stadium in Jonesboro or online at centralchevrolet.com. What does better mean to you? Maybe it's better services, better support, better ways to build a life or buy a home or run a business. First Security is your partner for it all with resources and solutions that make a difference for you and others. That's because First Security takes care of customers while building communities. Better for you, better for Arkansas, better for all. First Security, bank better. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. Stadium Auto Body, take care of you. 
Central Ford in Truman has your vehicle and your back. Call Central Ford today to schedule your service appointment. Central Ford Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or full engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Ford in Truman. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Ford. Professional, convenient, reliable. Central Ford, exit 29 off I-555 in Truman and online at centralfordtruman.com. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. I'm gonna find them off. A seven nation army couldn't know me back. They're gonna rip it off. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, and Kate all hanging out today. 930-3776. The question for you, what will A-State football's record be in the second half of the season? Six games in the books. A-State went one and five for that part of the record. Kind of get to do a little bit of a reset here. you got the second half of the season to look forward to. Cajuns, Jaguars, Mountaineers, Warhawks, Panthers, Bobcats still on the slate. How will A-State fare in going against those six teams? Uh, one thing I want to mention, although we're still, of course, eight days out from this next A-State game, but, but I wanted to go ahead and throw this out there so we could all work on this together. A-State's backup quarterback is named Wyatt Beagle. B-E-G-E-A-L. Not Beagle like the dog or bee gel or bagel or <laughs> none of those <laughs> b-e-g-e-a-l now on the one hand this is still going to be misspelled a million times but on the other hand <laughs> we see over what when does a state have the best success when they have a quarterback that nobody can spell correctly this is a long-running and hilarious theme with this fan base there are still people out there who have no idea how many D's go in Freddie Knighton's name. There are still people <laughs> out there who want to talk about Justice Hansen, and they immediately type in Justin. And if they do get, or excuse me, uh, if they do get Justice Hansen's first name correct, they'll misspell Hansen. Hansen. Uh, people out there still do not know how to spell Lane Hatcher's first name. And don't even get me started on James Blackman. We have seen this be a common trend since Ryan Alpin led this team to so many victories. <laughs> but again, B-E-G-E-A-L. What I really need here is for the next Arkansas State quarterback to have a last name with seven letters so we can spell it out Gwen Stefani Bananas style every time we talk about him, but, uh, but we're, not, we're not there yet. Also, just a heads up, the quarterback in this, this upcoming signing class is Jackson Daly. It's J-A-X. Oh, in. So I, that's already going to be misspelled. That's going to yeah, be spelled gonna be Jackson botched. a million times. And then people are going to try and misspell daily every day. So that's just... Anyways, B-E-G-E-A-L. Wyatt, Wyatt Beagle. Beagle. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Wyatt Beagle today. Because, one, we're going to see him at some point in time. Two, this is a quarterback that Butch Jones is, is really high on. And then three, everybody's favorite player, I would assume, as it's been for the past six games. It's the is backup, backup quarterback. quarterback. And it doesn't matter which one it is. So, since there's a new backup quarterback, 
We might as well get to know that guy. <laughs> uh, Wyatt Beagle, kind of an interesting story here because you go back to, to 2020, and I'm pretty sure he was the very first commit of that signing class. He committed all the way back in January of 2020. So that means that the guy he committed to was Blake Anderson. And, of course, that staff was really big on him, but um, obviously he stuck around. There were not a ton of carryovers from, you know, the guys who committed to Blake Anderson to the guys who com- to signed with Butch Jones. But Beagle was, was obviously one. And if you look at his background, he is not to really, not to put this kind of pressure weight on his shoulders, but if you look at A-State's recent quarterbacks and you're looking for a comp, his comp would be Freddie Knighton. Um, not because, again, people don't know how to spell Freddie Knighton's name, but <laughs> but just in terms of the skill set and in terms of the size. Um, skill-wise, he's considered more of a dual-threat guy, which was obviously a phenomenal strength that Freddie Knighton had. Freddie Knighton didn't have a cannon, although he could certainly get it done with his arm, but when he needed to make plays with his feet, he could, and because of that, it actually kind of camouflaged a lot of issues that Arkansas State probably would have had with the offensive line if he hadn't been so mobile of a guy when your quarterback is your check down guy that's not necessarily a bad thing (laughs) not at all and not just is the the skill set similar but this is also kind of a a size thing as well Wyatt Beagle is not a super tall guy uh, but what he is listed at is almost exactly what Freddie Knighton was listed as at a high school Um, Freddie Knighton out of high school was 5'11 182 White Beagle out of high school, 5'11", 189. So size-wise, skill set-wise, can't spell their dadgum name right-wise, <laughs> uh, these guys are, are very, very similar. Uh, Beagle was a really, really accomplished quarterback in high school in, in Texas. Uh, he was a four-year starter. That's rare. For Yeah, he started as a freshman for his program there, and he was, he was pretty, pretty, pretty good. He threw for over 5,000 yards, 46 touchdowns uh, in his first three seasons there. This did not include his senior year stats. Also rushed for over 1,000 yards, 20 more touchdowns. So 66 total touchdowns his freshman, sophomore, and junior seasons. And uh, he was a three-star recruit. Also had offers from Rice and Texas State. And out of high school, he was listed as the number 19 dual-threat quarterback in the nation. I think, not that I think we're going to see a ton of this guy. You know, this is this is Lane Hatcher's team now in terms of being able to command the offense. But, again, we're going to need to see him at some point in time because something wonky is going to happen. It always does. A helmet pops up, pops off, or a quarterback gets their ankle rolled on. Or at some point in time, I also feel like if there's a blowout in any direction, they'll want to get Beagle some snaps if possible. But you just have to be careful there because you've got six games left and he can only appear in four. So you've got to hope that no helmets come off this week or, you know, in, in games number 7 and 8, so that way you could possibly have them available for 9, 10, 11, and 12. But with Beagle, one of the things that I find really interesting about him and encouraging about him is he got to campus early. He went ahead and went through A-State spring camp. And a fun fact there, the day that this kid was supposed to be at his senior prom. He was working with the second team at Arkansas State spring game. So, sorry that he didn't get the whole tuxedo experience, but 
because he was here this spring when that quarterback room was so thin, I feel like he probably got a lot of valuable reps in the spring working with a lot of the twos and being able to be on the field a lot. Because if I recall correctly in the spring, it was it was Hatcher, it was Beagle, and maybe Brady Martin, that, that young man from Rhode Island that's not with the program anymore. So you had to, it's barely even enough quarterbacks to, you know, share the reps around. So I, I have no doubt that he got some valuable time in this spring. But um, I, I'm kind of intrigued by him in terms of being, you know, the potential of possibly being a mobile quarterback that can help camouflage some of the offensive line deficiencies. And you might see him used in some substitution packages, you know, where not not that uh, Lane Hatcher can't run, but Lane Hatcher is a guy that when he runs, he's still looking to throw. Yeah, now sometimes, yeah, he can pull it down and, and take off, but you can have those plays in your offense when you've got a faster quarterback in the room. So again, we'll kind of just, it's it's a wait and see type thing there, but since everybody's favorite player is always a backup quarterback, I thought everybody should get to know a get, little bit get more. Get some information on it. About Wyatt Beagle. And look, no judgment on not being able to spell his last name correctly, because every single time I type it out, I start with B-E-A, and then I'm like, no, 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 B-E-G. B-E-G. E-A-L is what, uh, <laughs> is, is how that's going to go. Obviously, at some point in time, we're going to have to start talking about the 10 other players on offense and the 11 players on defense. This whole year, this conversation about this team has just been dominated over and over and over by, by quarterback discussion. I, and yes, I know I'm being a part of that today as well, but at least it's a new name in the discussion. But Again, at some point in time, it's like it's it's not about the quarterbacks, and to be honest, it's never really been about the quarterbacks. And I know it kind of stinks as a fan that we don't like to sit here and and talk negatively about the players or talk down on the players and everything. But this is obviously a struggling team in a lot of different ways, and there's kind of a lot of blame to go around right now in terms of this team losing its last five games. So. At some point, again, we're, we're going to be talking about these other 21 guys. You, you kind of have to um, at this point. Other news coming out from Arkansas State today. And I do wonder if, if this is the beginning of maybe not a whole lot of these, but a decent amount of these as Rivals is reporting that Amir Howard, a defensive back, a 2019 JUCO signee, has entered the portal as a grad transfer. Amir Howard was not a guy that was called on a ton. He had totaled eight tackles during his time at Arkansas State. And to be honest with you, I'm not sure if he's played in a game this season. But this is uh, this is going to be a very different looking roster next year. I feel like it is, it's, it's kind of safe to say at this point in time. I don't even know if I see Howard's name on this roster that I've got printed out in front of me, to be honest with you. But anyways, that's uh, that's the latest news there in terms of the roster. You know, in in theory, you see this in if, if you're an optimist, you see this going in the direction like we saw from Coastal Carolina prior to 2020 in that in that spring of 2020, they had a fairly large exodus 
from their program. Now, most of it was guys who were in more of a backup role. So like, like Howard here, a guy who didn't spend a lot of time on the field. But they also did lose some key contributors. But they seem to have bounced back just fine uh, there in Conway. So that is the, the hope here if A-State goes through that same process. Now, I don't want to say that this means that, you know, A-State loses these guys and two years later they're a top 25 team. But That would be nice. Yeah, but there is hope if you see a situation like this and you start to think, oh, my goodness, there's this just guy after guy after guy hitting the portal. It's not necessarily always a bad thing for your team, especially this year when you add into the fact that you can replace up to seven portal transfers in your signing class. So if there are a lot of guys on scholarship who end up transferring out following this season, there is the potential that Butch Jones could bring in a a 32-person signing class. If you use blue shirts as well, that number could go up to 35, 36. Um, That would make this roster very heavily loaded on freshmen and sophomores. But if Jones wants to be a developmental program, which is what he has continually stated, then that's just... That's where you're going to go. Yeah, it's what it's going to look like for a little bit. Now, I do think he will bring in, uh, continue to bring in a few more transfers, possibly uh, maybe bring in a few more JUCO guys at positions of, of need because there are some of those and there are some positions where in the offseason they're going to need to bring in guys who can play right now, including on the offensive and defensive line. And a lot of times you don't get a lot of starters right out of high school that can contribute right away. They're just not usually physically ready to be able to deal with it. There are some exceptions. There are but exceptions, but usually... You know, the high school lineman needs a year and a collegiate weight program to be fully ready to play college football. In a perfect world, you redshirt those guys every single time. Every time. So. But the world is far from perfect. (laughs) And and this is a roster that needs upgrades in, in multiple different spots. So I don't know necessarily what exactly this full signing class will look like coming up uh, in terms of the class of 2022. I do know that that's been a big focus this week since these guys have have been on a bye week. You know, if you keep tabs on the team on social media, going back to, you know, last Friday, they they get done with that game Thursday night. The next Friday morning, all of those guys are on a plane going somewhere, checking in on different dudes that have committed or guys are trying to get to commit. Uh, So maybe maybe we'll see a smattering of news coming out soon in terms of, of new guys that are pledging their commitment to to Arkansas State, but uh, but we'll see. Again, today's KavanaughCars.com question, and uh, shout out to all of you who are responding so far on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, asking you, what is going to be A-State football's record in the second half of the season? Six games down, six games to go. We'll continue to look more into that record throughout the course of the program, but it's time to shift gears a little bit and catch up on Arkansas State men's golf. They went out and walloped the competition, quite frankly. I mean, clubbed them over the head. <laughs> Hopefully not literally, although, not literally, although the scores would almost make it look like it. But uh, a really good performance for the Red Wolves at the Bubba Barnett Intercollegiate. And we could sit here and, and read the report and read the release on how A-State fared, or we could get a recap from men's golf coach Mike Hagan. So that's what we're going to do next. He'll join us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Keep it here with us on the ticket. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket.
Get up to $170 back at Plaza Tire Service on a set of Dixie Peck or Mickey Thompson off-road tires. Save $70 instantly on a set of four at Plaza Tire Service, plus get $100 back by mail on eligible Mickey Thompson tread patterns. This exclusive deal on go-anywhere, great-looking off-road tires is only at Plaza Tire Service. In Jonesboro and South Caraway and at our newest store on East Johnson Avenue. Get up to $170 back on a set of Dixie Peck or Mickey Thompson off-road tires at Plaza Tire Service. Is it finally time to pull the trigger on a new golf cart? Or is the cart you currently have struggling to make it around the course? Let NEA Golf Cars and Perico get you rolling. Come by and see the selection of Onward Cars by Club Car. And then you can finish your new ride out with original Club Car accessories. NEA Golf Cars also is used cars from a variety of brands and can also take care of your current cart with accessories, tires, wheels, batteries, tune-ups, and more. Go by and see them on Highway 49 North or call them at 236-GOLF. NEA Golf Cars and Perico. Rice prices up this hour, everything else down. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Act Network with your EAB New Market Report. December corn at 508, down 14 and a half, with March corn at 517 and three quarters, down 14 and a quarter. November soybeans, 1190 and a quarter, down eight, with January soybeans at 1201, down nine. December wheat at 714 and a half, down 19 and a half, with March wheat at 727 and three quarters, down 19 and a half. December cotton at 104.73, down 165. March cotton at 102.48, down 162. November rice at 1377 and a half, that's up seven cents. January rice at 1401 and a half, up three. Moving on to livestock now. October live cattle at 124.82 and a half down 20. December live cattle at 128.97 and a half down 27 and a half. October feeder cattle at 158.05 down 52 and a half. With November feeder cattle at 161.40 down 40. October lane hogs at 88.57 and a half down 50. With December hogs at 78.15 down two and a half. That's your EAB noon market report. I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. As we get ready to prepare for next year's crop. Uh, for a lot of farmers, that involves prescribed burning. We burn to reduce weeds, diseases, and insects in our fields. It's a naturally occurring process that's been used for thousands of years to renew the land, and it also reduces our carbon footprint. To continue to use this tool that we have, it's important to use it in a responsible manner, taking care of our environment and our communities that we live in. And we can do this by following these simple voluntary steps before you burn. So you can pick up a copy of the complete guidelines and checklists at aad.arkansas.gov. The most important thing to do is to remember to call the Arkansas Ag Dispatch Center at 1-800-830-8015 before you burn. So join us in the continued responsible stewardship of our resources by calling 1-800-830-8015 before you burn. Arkansas farmers have always been great at proactively ensuring a high standard and we want to continue that tradition. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's still Kara, Keith, and Cade hanging out with you here in the KNEA studio. But uh, I tell you what, let's check in with somebody who should be in good spirits today. A-State Men's Golf coming off their sixth straight Bubba Barnett intercollegiate title. A winner yesterday by 21 strokes, and we welcome in head coach Mike Hagan. Uh, how you feeling today, Coach? Oh, pretty good, Kara. How are you? I, well, I would hope so. We're, we're doing <laughs> all right as well. Uh, six no, in a row. Totally. Yeah, six in a row, 21 strokes. Um, not bad numbers at all in terms of that win yesterday at the Bubba Barnett. No, not bad at all, you know, um, especially after that first day with the wind and just the conditions. Uh, you know, we really couldn't get much separation at the top of the leaderboard. Uh, it seemed like every time you made a few birdies, 
next thing you know, you had to go back into a hole, um, you know, against the wind and, and as fast as firm those greens were, you were going to make mistakes. So, the, like I said, you couldn't get much separation that first day, but then for the guys to bounce back after uh, just fighting those conditions for, you know, pretty much from when the sun came up until we got done right when, uh, you know, the sun was going down mm-hmm. to come back out and, and, and to play the way they did yesterday, I'm pretty happy. Yeah, golf is a, is a sport where if you're thinking about anything besides you, your next shot, and the golf course, you're, you're doing it wrong. But, wow, that, that that outcome, that's eye-opening, jaw-dropping to win by that much. Yeah. Um, we, Like I said, they, they, they played really well over the three days. I was, I was really impressed um, with the wind blowing as hard as it did that morning. Um, you got, I think it was gusting up to probably 35 on Monday morning and the greens were really firm and fast and, you know, we didn't know if we were going to get it in. Yeah. Honestly, I, I, I didn't know if, you know, if, if, the, if we're going to lose control of the golf course and, and, uh, you know, balls were going to start moving on the green, but, um, you know, it never, it never came to that. So, you know, we shot four over that first round. I thought that was, I thought that was good, especially for the conditions. And, uh, you know, we had a little separation there and then. The afternoon round at one over, that was obviously a little bit better. Um, thought we could have been two to three shots better if you wanted to get really, really picky over that round. And, uh, you know, then, then, then yesterday, you know, coming back and shooting the 11 under par round that we did and, and uh, really putting some distance between us and uh, second place and then the rest of the teams was uh, really, really special. Okay, so quick, you know, overall golf note. Uh, or golf question before we dive back into to round three here. What happens on a day where, as you said, you could possibly lose control of the course? Do coaches come up to you and be like, "Hey, we can't, we can't do this anymore. This is get out of hand." Do you pause play? What what happens in a situation like that? Really, Kara. Uh, of course, people are always going to complain, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're at or what tournament you're playing, and people always are going to, you know, have have their opinion on course setup and and conditions, et cetera. So, you know, you really don't take that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't care about their opinion, but I'm really, but I'm, I'm probably not going to listen to it. Um, you know, we're going to talk with, you know, Dean and Dan at uh, Ridge Point, and you would, yeah, you would sit there, and, and, and we'd have to take a timeout and yeah. reevaluate the situation and, and watch the weather and, and see what we could do um, or if you could get any more in. And just probably just adjust accordingly. I, I mean, probably 13, 14 years ago, we were actually at an event, and the grounds crew, they, they, they went out, you know, cut, rolled that morning, and the wind the wind pimped up so much that, yeah, I mean, balls are moving all, all over the green, and we had to just to, just to suspend play for the entire day. So yeah, the next day we played 36, and, and, and that was it. If the wind blows the ball off the green... <laughs> that that may unless you're the RNA that makes it impossible to play golf. The RNA would exactly. say go ahead. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> well, I was happy you didn't get to that, and 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 like I said, we just we we, we didn't lose control of it, and and uh, you know the wind actually started to lay down a little bit, you know, late afternoon, early evening, and then obviously yesterday was a beautiful day. 
Coach Mike Hagan here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. So obviously yesterday you get a break with the weather. It, it was a gorgeous day all day. But but in addition to that, I mean, you were 12 strokes better than round two, 15 strokes better than round one. What else was, was going right for you yesterday? You know, and I, I think if you look at that, Kara, you know, if you want to dive deep into that round, we didn't even take advantage of the middle part of, you know, the front nine, which where, you know, we normally score very well on on uh, on those on those par fives. We actually played the back nine very well as a unit. And I think that's, I, I don't think, I know that's the tougher nine out there. It's the tougher stretch of holes. So, uh, you know, I think we finally were finding our games uh, by by that back nine, and that's where you really saw start start putting on the golf course and the field. And, I mean, it, it wasn't just, you know, a few guys. We had seven of our nine play play some really special golf over the, over the last two days. Catch it up with Coach Mike Kagan. Uh, with this finish overall, again, 21 strokes clear of the next team. Look, it's it's kind of the home turf, but do you expect to go out and administer this much of a butt-kicking? Be honest. <laughs> no, you don't. You never do, right? Okay. Because we can't play defense. Well, uh, <laughs> fair point. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. I mean, I... And I think you know playing against the computer because that's what that that's what runs our game. Obviously, with rankings and different things, and it's, and, and that that system is going to say, well, you've got to beat X school by this many, or you shouldn't lose to X school by you know more than this. And and um, but you you can't control what other what other teams are doing, right? I mean, you can't. I mean, if if they're hitting it well, they're making putts. They're they're going to score. So all, all you can do is just try to outplay, out, you know, just play the golf course better. I guess at the end of the day, and uh, you know that's what we did. And no, you never think you know you're going to go out and win by you know twenty, twenty five, and anything like that. Looking at your individual uh, competitors, you mentioned pretty. I mean, everybody played well, but it was Jack Madden that ended up atop the leaderboard after those three rounds. What stood out about his game, and in, in particular, you mentioned windy conditions yesterday, but he goes from a, a seventy six in round one to a sixty six in round two, so ten strokes different there. Just how did he get better throughout this tournament? He got off to a horrendous start. Is is what happened? Uh, I think he was seven over through his first five holes. Ooh. I mean, think about that. He was seven over through his first five holes of the golf tournament and still shot 76 that round in those conditions. I mean, that was really impressive. Even even the 76 wasn't bad when, you, you know, when, when, when you're seven over through your first five. Um, and then you turn around and shoot the 66 and, the, you know, shoot 69, you know, and hold on for the, uh, for the uh, individual championship. But, you know, I think uh, he's you know he's striking it uh, a little a little bit more consistent probably in the last week. You know, after after talking talking with him, you know, I know in Chicago he wasn't very happy with his performance and uh, he couldn't get comfortable uh, tee to green. Uh, but I mean, he obviously rolled the putter real well the last two days as well. But I think he's been doing that for the most part very well the last the last couple of events. So, um, you know, I think. I, I I think for him, like like I said, he was probably a little more consistent. Peter Green still going to hit some bad shots, especially a, you know in the conditions that we saw. And and uh, I I think his putter's been rolling pretty consistent, you know the last the last couple of weeks for sure. I would imagine that that's probably the key to low scores is how well you put it. You know it it is. I think everything's pretty important though because I. You know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, let's say, you know, if Jack's struggling, you know, tee to green, then that puts more pressure on his putting even, then, um, then, you know, that can go south as well. So it's all pretty important anymore. Um, and I'd, I think the more you see him, 
you know, strike it better tee to green, uh, that's when you're going to start seeing those lower scores. Because then you're not, he's not putting as much pressure on his putter when he's, when he's up there and can, you know, stroke it a little more freely. Again, uh, good play all around by all of the guys out there for A-State men's golf over the past couple of days as we catch up here with, with Mike Hagan. But it, any surprises from your guys in terms of uh, anybody who maybe had a, a better couple of days than you would have expected? I don't think so. Um, I think we... I think we're pretty deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that was my goal this year was to get deeper, and I and I and, and I think we we have definitely accomplished that. Um, we've had a few different guys, you know, in the in the top five or uh, even making trips as individuals. So um, I did. I think you know we're 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 a deeper team than last year for sure. And you know, seeing seeing anybody perform the way they did the last couple of days. Um, has not surprised me because I've seen that throughout the year, whether it's been qualifying or or other events that we've played earlier this fall. Switching gears for a moment on on kind of some general college golf talk because I'm curious. Recruiting obviously is a 365-day-a-year a event across all of college athletics, but are you, do you make a little bit more hay on that, you know, in, in the break between – your fall and spring sessions or is so much of it focused on spring and, and summer tournaments or, or kind of how does the calendar work for you coach i think it, it's probably a little bit different every year kara and the covid i don't want to say it screwed things up everybody uses covid as an excuse anymore but i mean I, I it really has probably hurt my recruiting i think um I, I'm, I'm not going to say hurting the caliber of players are bringing in, but just hurt. But, but it just hurt me to kind of you know get out and watch golf. Sure. Because obviously I, I I really focus overseas, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the place you're not going, or you haven't been able to go, obviously. So, and even with the events that we host in the United States, whether it's the Junior Orange Bowl down in Miami, or if it's the Junior Worlds out in California, a lot of those players have not been able to get here, you know, for those events. So. Um, Honestly, this year I'm going to do a lot more recruiting after our fall season ends. Yeah, going going into the spring because I just feel like I'm kind of behind, uh, and those those players are starting to be able to come over here and play, obviously, and and they're planning to. So, um, I guess you know a, a short a short answer is yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna recruit <laughs> a lot up until the spring. <laughs> One more follow-up on that. Normally, I'd be able to look at your roster and have a guesstimate, but I can't do that for, like, the next three years. Uh, how many spots will you have open in your next class? Um, I, I'm going to have one more in 22. Uh-huh. Okay, just because the way I'm moving my money around. Sure. And in 23, I will have two to three, depending on... Because, I mean, I... We give percentages, obviously. So sure. you know, we're it, it, I have my you know four point five in um, uh, you know, but really you know it's more obviously when you start giving away COA. But it just kind of depends on like how much I end up giving each player to how many I end up bringing in. Sure. Certainly. So I say you know one more for twenty two. I've already got one committed. Really happy with the one I've got committed right now uh, that 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 we're going to sign in in November. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, and I, I think we'll look to bring one more in. Wrapping up our conversation here with Arkansas State men's golf coach Mike Hagan. One more event left on this fall calendar. So 
What do you want to see here from your team uh, in, in Kennesaw to close out this portion of the schedule strong? I want to see a win. I think anything less is, will be unacceptable, to be honest with you, even from my side. Uh, I'd, I'd like to uh, go back-to-back heading into kind of, I'm not going to say it's our offseason because we're never off, let's sure. face it, because um, all we're doing is preparing for the next thing, and our guys are going to play a lot of events over Thanksgiving and Christmas break to make sure they are ready for the spring. But um, I think a win would be very important to really help our program and help keep building confidence for these younger guys that we've got on our roster uh, so they can see the, like what we can do here and what we can accomplish as a team. Um, especially with our spring schedule. It's going to be very tough. Yeah. It'll be tough for the last year's spring schedule. So I think any momentum, any confidence that uh, we can gain, you know, coming off our home event and going out to Kennesaw State would be very valuable going into the off season and the spring. Red Wolves in action uh, coming up next Monday at the Pine Tree Intercollegiate, Kennesaw, Georgia. So we'll look forward to keeping tabs on your team then, Coach. And in the meantime, we really appreciate the chat today. Hey, anytime, Kara. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Coach. We'll see you. Thank you. See you. Again, Arkansas State men's golf coach, Mike Hagan, with us to wrap up. What was a butt kicking yesterday I at the Bubba Barnett Intercollegiate? Hey, thumping. And again, like you, I expect A-State to put up good numbers on, on a home course. Yeah. But as he mentioned, you can't really... You can't guard them. <laughs> control your. There's nobody standing in front of the holes trying to d- deter your opposition from making putts. So, uh, just a, a good margin of, of victory there. And then again, one more event on this fall calendar for A State men's golf. And then uh, one, two, three, four, five in the spring. Then it'll be time for the Sun Belt Conference Championship. Then it'll be time for the NCAA regional. Uh, so uh, a lot still on the slate for this team overall in the athletic season. But uh, again, appreciate the time there from Coach Mike Hagan, our chats with uh, the A-State contingent, whether it's Coach, Tom Bowen, whoever. Brought to you each week by our friends at Calmer Solutions. We take care of technology so you can take care of business. One more break to take this hour, so we'll do that. We'll come back, kind of circle around to this KavanaughCars.com question. Keep it with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95-3, the ticket. Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Congrats to the Red Sox, Astros, and Braves for advancing to the American League and National League Championship Series. But they will have to wait for what could be the best game of the entire postseason. After the Dodgers beat the Giants 7-2 last night, the two National League West powers will meet Thursday night in San Francisco to decide their five-game series. San Francisco and Los Angeles were the two best teams in baseball record-wise. Both teams will use any pitcher they can to try to advance. Everybody will be in play. We've lost rivalries in pro sports for the most part, but these two teams have a real history. They go back to the 19th century when they were both in New York. There was Bobby Thompson's pennant-winning home run in 1951. They moved out west the same year and have been battling the whole time. Thursday night's game feels big, even though it's just the National League Divisional Series. Bigger than any non-World Series game we've seen in a long, long time. Should be fun. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. You want to hear something amazing? 
Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. According to the 2021 Nielsen report, over 99% of places in the United States that take credit cards take the Discover card. So get used to hearing the word yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Russ and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.net. You could keep telling yourself you're going to get your vehicle service, or you could just call Central Nissan today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Central Nissan Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Nissan. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Nissan. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at centralnissan.com. Arkansas hunters, we need your help. There's a silent killer in the deer woods that is expanding through our state. Chronic wasting disease, a fatal neurological disease that affects deer and elk. The Arkansas Game and Fish Commission is asking that any harvested deer be tested at more than 100 free testing locations throughout the state. The data collected will be very valuable as we continue our research. To learn more about this disease and to find your closest testing site, visit ArkansasCWD.com. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, Kate here with you, 930-3776. Asking you today, what will A-State football's record be in the second half of the season? We'll go back over that slate later, but uh, one more update on A-State men's golf. Again, as we appreciate Mike Hagan joining us in the previous segment. Hat tip to Mark Taylor, who reminds us that actually last year, the A-State men's golf team won the Bubba Barnett Intercollegiate by 34 strokes. So I guess we should have asked Coach Hagan, you know, why can you why can you go ahead and have, have that much of a butt kicking again this year? Because you can't play defense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, again, 21 strokes in, in your home event is still a, yeah. a phenomenal outing. And you go and look at that individual leaderboard, and it's just Red Wolf, Red Wolf, Red Wolf, Red Wolf, all up and down at, uh, at the top spot. So great, uh, great event there for the Red Wolves. And uh, I, I enjoy talking to Mike Hagan. He's easy to talk to. He's, he doesn't make fun of any of my stupid, you know, general golf questions. Cause I don't know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about golf. <laughs> Uh, but uh, always appreciate those conversations. If you missed that chat, just a reminder, we'll have it up for you later on today. It'll be at 953theticket.com. Keith, your bold prediction for how A-State is going to fare in the second half of the season? I think that they're going to go 5-1. and one. Okay. I was going to say 7-2, and two, but that's not possible. 5-1 <laughs> and one would would... Then we could add in the the question a few several weeks down the road of you know what bowl game? What bowl game? 
uh, would this team end up going to? That would be a fun conversation, one that we didn't get to have last year. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just uh, there there are just some things that that need to be improved upon. And again, if this team is using this week as a little bit of a, a reset, it's it's possible. Faster starts seem to be in order. Try to start faster. You know, it, uh, it's taken a while for them to get into the swing of things in games. And then they find themselves behind the scoreboard and chasing the game. If you can get out in front early, then, you know, you start feeling a little bit more confident, start playing better. It's hard to feel confidence when you look up at the scoreboard and you're way behind. I would like to know, for example, what A-State's completion percentage is in the first half versus versus the second half. And I know people point to, oh, well, there's been different quarterbacks, but I mean, even even in the first half, that that one game that Lane Hatcher started, he didn't have a great start against Memphis, which is why we saw Blackman later. James Blackman. Um, I, I'd be curious to know what James Blackman's completion percentages look like in the first half versus versus the second half. You know, on the one hand, it's always great to see your team make second half adjustments. On the other hand, you wish those were small adjustments and not where you have to go in and yeah. try and and fix everything because nothing in the first half is working. Might jot down some notes over that the course of the couple of days. I might not too. I don't want to be here and be like, "Oh, we'll break down the quarterback percentages by half tomorrow." Because I could just very easily be full of it and forget by then. <laughs> <laughs> that happens. Just from to time be to honest, that happens. There's only so much I want to lie to you in a in a given season. And going back to the beginning of the year, there were a lot of conversations I had about how exciting I was, excited I was for this season, and and I was. But it has not been the first half that I think. We all were, were hoping for. No. Nobody. No. Was hoping for the first half that has happened. Okay. Fine. That's done. What are you going to do from today forward? And again, you know, some of the big picture goals for this program are not attainable anymore this season. Um, in, in terms of, you know, competing for a Sunbelt Conference championship unless unless things change a lot over the final... Because your destiny is not in your hands anymore. Uh, you're not necessarily in control of your own destiny. But there are still other things you can do in terms of being able to close out this season strong and build some momentum and get some confidence for your guys heading into the offseason. So it's, it's not a, a loss. You don't want to have just a complete lost season where you feel like you accomplish nothing and get nothing out of it. Yeah, you, you want to avoid that. You want to feel like you have made some progress, make progress in culture, you know, make progress on the field, of course, for the second half of the season. But you, know, you do the little, there are a lot of little things in football. Yeah. You do enough of the little things properly then the big things start going more your way. Trust the process. Trust the process. Keith will be back with us here tomorrow in the first hour of the program to help us to continue in trusting the process. Yep. In the meantime, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. Always See you tomorrow. It.
Hey, we've got a lot more to catch up on. Going to touch base on last night's, uh, well, Cajuns butt kicking. They really took it to the Mountaineers. We'll look at that. Uh, kind of, sort of, a little bit more realignment news today, or at least a follow-up from yesterday's news. And, of course, uh, plenty of talk on the MLB playoffs as we come back in the second hour of the program as well. So all of that ahead, plus more open phone lines, more opportunities to talk with you. Keep it here with us. Another hour to go on the Workday Red Zone after this. Will Oswald with your Wednesday Ticket Sports Update from KDA, brought to you by Plans to Tire Service. In A-State Sports News yesterday, women's basketball coach Matt Daniel filled the spot on his bench, hiring a new assistant. Connor McNellis spent the last two seasons as an assistant at Nichols State University. He's also the son of former longtime Memphis and Southern Miss women's basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis. In college golf, six in a row for the Red Wolves at the Bubba Barnett Intercollegiate. A-State winning the tournament at Rich Point Country Club by 21 strokes over Oral Roberts yesterday. Red Bulls' Jack Madden finished as the individual medalist. Across town at Sage Meadows, it was Eastern Kentucky, the winners, and the Lady Red Wolves Classic that wrapped up yesterday. The Arkansas State B team finished seventh. The A squad finished in 10th place. A-State's Maria Josea Tristane Vega was the top individual finisher for the Red Bulls. She was tied for fourth place. Bringing the best deal on tires since 1963 and now serving you with two Jonesboro locations. That's Plaza Tire Service. And that's the latest from the ticket. Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 1079 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield Agency. Agent Woody Harrelson. Ignited Gifts at 1731 West Kings Highway in Paragould is Northeast Arkansas' premier Christian gift store with a large selection of Bibles, journals, and devotional publications. Ignited Gifts also carries gifts for special occasions and a large selection of Christian music. Ignited Gifts also has Tyler Soap and the largest selection of Willow Tree products in Northeast Arkansas. So for that special gift, come to Ignited Gifts at 1731 West Kings Highway Suite 3 in Paragould or shop us online at www.ignitedgifts.com. Ignited Gifts, Northeast Arkansas' premier Christian gift store. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas is committed to serving their banking customers as well as the communities where they live. And that's why we've invested in a new local call center located in our main office that not only provides FNBEA customers with access to real-time support for their banking needs, but also creates opportunities for more East Arkansans to come work with the region's largest independently owned bank. As your hometown bank for 135 years, we're offering convenience and commitment to all our many loyal customers. First National Bank of Eastern Arkansas. Member FTIC. Professional, convenient, reliable. You can count on it all at Central Buick GMC. Call today to schedule your service appointment. Central Buick GMC Service Department is open Monday through Saturday. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Buick GMC. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember GMC. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at Central. 
Carl Buick GMC.com. Hello, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. Heating issues when the temperature drops interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your heating system repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore Same Day Guarantee. We'll send a licensed and trained technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. Call Moore Air Conditioning today, 870-336-2023. There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step by step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. You're listening to KMEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Cade Carlton with you in studio. Going to have a lot of open phone lines this hour at 9303776. And you are welcome to join in on the conversation with us here on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Filling you in on the KavanaughCars.com question if you're just now joining us. Asking you what Arkansas State football's record will be in the second half of the season. By week coming in at really a, a good time, I feel like. You're right at the midway point. Um, unfortunately, this team's dealing with some injuries that are going to change what this team looks like for the rest of the season. So you get to put some guys into that spot um, and, and figure out how that's going to look, how that's going to work for you. So kind of a good time. Also, to be honest, this is probably a good time for, for this fan base to take a little bit of a mental reset. Yeah, It, it can be tough to watch your team lose five straight and... At, at times to kind of struggle to see where the team might be improving or, you know, just some, some good general signs of optimism. I don't know if we've seen a lot of those at, at times this season. So just a, a nice week to be able to kind of take off from what's going on uh, this season. Of course, not that we ever really take off from it completely, even in the off season, we're talking about football. So, you know, we're definitely talking about football during the bye week, but Uh, What is your record prediction for the second half? Quickly, we'll go over the slate uh, in case you weren't able to hear it in the first hour and in case you're sitting there trying to wrap your head around, you know, who A-State is going to miss this year on the Sunbelt schedule or or how this is going to shake out in terms of home and away. Uh, Not tomorrow, but the Thursday after that is when A-State will be back at it, and that is in Jonesboro against the Raging Cajuns. Of course, they beat the heck out of App State last night. We'll talk more about that game in a moment. Uh, The following week after that, it'll be a Saturday game in Mobile at South Alabama. The first game in November is going to be in Jonesboro against App State. The following Saturday after that, it'll be a trip to ULM. And then Saturday, November the 20th, a trip to Atlanta to take on Georgia State. The Red Wolves then wrap up the season at Centennial Bank Stadium on the 27th against 
Texas State. So that is the back half of the season. Of course, it's all Sunbelt football, um, and, and those are the teams that A-State will be facing. You've got, of course, you already got the toughest team out of the way. Yeah. You've already faced Coastal, highest-ranked opponent ever to play in Jonesboro, and, and now the team that, in my mind, I, I can't wrap my head around how that team will not win the East um, I know they've still got to face App State, and I know they've still got to – they'll have other – they're at a point now where they've got a massive target on their back and everybody's going to be coming for them. But, you know, I had more faith in, in App State in being a better team than we saw last night. Now, part of it – sometimes you just have bad games, and the Cajuns capitalized on every single poor moment that App State had. But um, they they did nothing – yesterday on national TV to convince me that they belong in the conversation of, of the best team in the East. It's, it's no. coastal and it's not, not really debatable to me right now. Yeah. They got whipped on both lines of scrimmage yesterday. I mean, Lafayette just pushed app around last night. If you didn't watch that game, the final, by the way, 41 to 13. And I paid what I would consider to be, you know, fairly close attention in the first quarter. And then after that, not that it was definitely over, because the Raging Cajuns have actually made some games interesting this year that have had no point of being, in, no reason to be interesting in terms of being up uh, double digits in multiple games and then letting the other team back in it. But obviously, I would imagine Billy Napier had a conversation with them after they got up 20-3 to and after they were leading 20-6 to at a half in terms of, you know, you've surrendered 17-point leads this season, 14-point leads this season, this week's not going to be the same. And it absolutely was not. As really, uh, the Cajuns kind of bookended this game with the two best quarters. They played great in the first. By the fourth quarter, it seems like they had kind of broken the Mountaineers' will a little bit and just had no issue there adding two touchdowns in the end. Prior to yesterday, I feel like Chase Bryce was in a conversation with for one of the better signal callers in the league. Uh, transferred into App State this year. And, of course, they've had a run of really good quarterbacks at App over the past several years. And he came into the program and and looked at the beginning of the season like he was just going to keep everything rolling right along for the Mountaineers. And he had a stinker of of a game. There's no doubt about it. A couple interceptions. Um, completed, gosh, not even 60% of his passes. 15 for 26, did not throw a touchdown, only 133 yards in that one. But when you continue to look at, at how the Cajuns were able to get it done yesterday is one that had a really balanced offensive attack. Levi Lewis is, is solid, but they really, really manhandled App on the ground. And I mean both by being able to do what they wanted to do in the run game and then completely shutting down the Mountaineers run game period. Um, the Mountaineers, they they had 29 rush attempts. They finished with 78 yards. That's less than, than three yards per rush. They could not run the football. In addition to that, when they could run the football, sometimes they couldn't hold on to it. Two fumbles to go along with the interceptions thrown by Chase Bryce as well. So just a gross game there. Cajuns dominated the run game, dominated uh, the, the turnover game, dominated the time of possession, and just looked a lot, a lot better than App State did. So I was, I was big wrong. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, I was really I surprised. Yeah, I was really surprised with how that went. But it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty much over by half. 
It, it was it was twenty to six at the half. And again, the only reason there was a compelling argument to be made to stick around for the second half is because the Cajuns have blown some leads in the first half of the season and, and let some other teams back into it. But they clearly, you know, made themselves look like the best team of the West and, and the second best team of the conference. Uh, so right now it's pointing to, although a lot can change in the next six weeks, right now it's pointing to a game that we should have saw last year and didn't. Last year we should have seen Coastal Carolina and the Raging Cajuns in the Sunbelt Conference Championship. We didn't. These teams have been talking smack since then. Not on the schedule this year to play each other in the regular season, so maybe we'll get uh, to see that matchup coming up in December. Now, I wouldn't hate it if there was a team in Jonesboro that somehow threw a wrinkle into those plans, but but on paper, that is what it looks like we are heading to. I am really interested in in how long Billy Napier stays at Louisiana. I, I'm just fascinated by this story because most coaches, honestly, by now would would have moved on. But yet, he continues to be able to get resources from the Rage and Cajuns. And they're going to do everything, obviously, there that, that they can to, to keep him. And they've done a great job of that so far. This is his fourth year there. He has won, I think I saw a number earlier that said he has won 27 of his last 30 games as the head coach there at the Rage and Cajuns. But, but at some point in time, he's going to have an offer he can't refuse. And I, I hope the Cajun fans don't hold it against him him too much. Because, unfortunately, in college football, everybody leaves. Because, yeah. and, and that's not anything to do with the facilities in Lafayette or the fans in Lafayette or anything to do with that Louisiana program. It has to do with the way that college football is set up. Oftentimes, people will look at a guy like Mark Few at Gonzaga and say, well, well, there's a guy who stayed. If he stayed, why can't other people stay? Well, he can coach at Gonzaga or Duke or Alcorn State and have the same opportunity there to compete for a national championship no matter what. His team has to find a way to make itself into the, find a way to get itself into the NCAA tournament, and then it's, it's fair game for anybody involved. And he's built that program, and, and obviously we've seen Gonzaga compete for a national championship a few different times over the past few years. You don't have that at the group of five level. So any coach that wants to stay at that level is never going to have a chance to ultimately, you know, go to a championship game to try and be the best coach in the country. It sucks, and that's just the way it is. So eventually, Billy Napier is, is going to be gone. And I joked on Twitter last night that, you know, Billy Napier is absolutely crushing his audition for the LSU job. Yeah. And, of course, I got a lot of, uh, <laughs> I got a lot of funny gifts from, from the Cajuns faithful um, that, were, that were, of course, on Twitter last night and following along with that game. But, but that's just, unfortunately, that's the fact of the matter. They've done about everything they can there in, in Lafayette. You know, his, uh, his salary continues to increase. His assistant pool is phenomenal in terms of the resources that he has to bring in and, and continue to keep high talent around him and his coaching staff. I mean, it's one of the highest assistant pools in, in the country uh, at the group of five level. It's well over $2 million. And for, for, I think it's either 2.25 or 2.5. For comparison's sake, uh, Blake Anderson's was, was less than $1.2 million. So he's got double the resources there to bring in coaching talent but it's uh eventually it's he's he's gonna want to leave um and I kind of 
I, I do wonder, you know, it's year four for him. One of the comparisons there in terms of his coaching tra- trajectory is a, a guy like Chris Peterson, um, who stayed at Boise probably longer than anybody thought. He ended up being there for seven years before he moved to moved on to Washington and had success there for a little bit before he ultimately decided to retire. But I don't know if Napier will make it seven years at Louisiana. I tend to think no. By the way, the guy that hired Chris Peterson away from Boise and to UW was Scott Woodward. Scott Woodward is now the AD at LSU. Oh, interesting. That I think that Orgeron thing is is going to move very quickly with the uh, first off with all the stuff that came out in the offseason. Now, secondly, everyone on that team is banged up and injured. Yes. They have an off week in between Ole Miss and Bama, and I, I think it's going to move quickly. What what week is that on the calendar? Is that 7 and 8, 8 or 9? Uh, let's see. So this week they play Florida. The 23rd, next Saturday, they're in Oxford. They're off on the Saturday of Halloween okay. or Halloween weekend, and they play Bama November 6th. So, so they would have a month after that. So that would not be yeah. a, a stunningly surprising team to make a change. No, it wouldn't. No, especially if you, if you drop the next two at Florida and Ole Miss. Uh, yeah, I think, I think he's done. It's going to be an interesting year, no doubt, in the coaching carousel. Just with the fact that, you know, we've already got, you've got, you've got what in theory should be, it's not, but what in theory should be one of the best jobs in the country is already open. You've also got what is one of the worst jobs in the country already open. You've got USC and UConn. There's going to be several other schools that, that end up on that list as well. And this is going to be an interesting one. You know, the possibility of, of LSU, the possibility of Miami. There's going to be several other schools that, that make changes. Yeah. I don't know that LSU's a very good job, though, just pending everything that kind of came out this offseason, and there's no resolve from the NCAA on that. So I don't know how much – I mean, it's LSU. You have one of the best recruiting bases in the country. Yeah. There's a lot of money, great facilities, yada, yada, yada. But if the NCAA is going to drop the hammer off of all the stuff that came out this offseason, I don't know if it's that – good of a job I guess it also depends again it depends on what that hammer is if if that hammer is only going to affect you one year and it's a year where you're going to have to come in and rebuild fine you, you deal with it if you're yeah. hit with like a bold band but it's going to be in in 2022 you'd say well okay we we probably weren't going to compete anyways we'll we'll deal with the punishment and move on right. but if it is a significant impact on say for example your scholarships there's a concern there especially more and more with how transfers are impacting everybody. There's just, uh, it'll be, again, fascinating coaching carousel coming up this year. Of course, last year was too. Last year was supposed to be a slow one, and then, ha, 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 No, not at all. Let's go to the phones and check in with Red Wolf Mark. How are you today? I think Red Ashley are to go to uh, LSU. Red Ashley? Yeah. Okay. I think that'd be a good one for him. You know, because he's a good coach. Where is he still at? Oh, he's at the U. Yeah, he's OC there. Yeah, he'll be. I mean, yeah, he won't have a job after after they ran off Manny Diaz, so he'll be available. Yeah, he will. Yep, he'll be available for for he'll he'll be a good yeah he'll make a good coach there at LSU. You know. 
I'm not sure that name for long, you know? He's been... That name. All over He's the place. He's been the Since he... Yeah, I know it. ...split up with Gustav. Yeah. 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 I think he goes to LSU. I think he can... Uh, I think he'll do a good job there. Well, we'll see if we can find out if Red, Red Ashley is on Scott Woodward's radar. Of course, they do still. Yeah. I mean, they still have a coach right now, so this is all very, very much speculative. Is is Gus coaching anywhere? Yeah, he's at UCF. Wow, that's exciting. They are to go after Gus now, though. Take him away from there. Well, he's going to have to get more wins before somebody in the SEC comes yeah. calling again. They, uh, I don't think they've had the start there that he is wanted. Yeah. Well, uh, there's some good names out there out there, Paul. Yep, they just need to call and, uh, you up and have you handle this search. Yeah, right. We got a good we got a good coach here in Jonesboro. But Jones, nobody we don't know what we don't want nobody taking him away from us. Hey, uh, what you can answer our KavanaughCars.com question today, Red Wolf Mark? What will A State football's right. record be in the second half of the season? Ooh. They've got six games yeah. left. How many will they win? I'm going to say they're going to win six of all six of them. Okay. Right here. I thought you might go in that direction, but I just wanted to double check. Yeah. Yeah. All six of them. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say, all righty then. And thank you, Mr. Terry. And go, Mr. Terry. And go, Brad Bubbo. And go, uh, Bedro. And go, just go there, buddy. And go, bro. Go, Cade. Go, Cade. All right. Yeah, already, Dan. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, you can at least say go to the people that you're <laughs> you're talking to right now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In addition to all the other hosts on our program, of course, they deserve the goes too. But uh, just show us some appreciation here. Um, let's take a break. Time to go ahead and do that. Again, uh, what will the record be in the second half of the season? That's our question. We welcome the calls at 9303776. We'll have those phone lines open during the break. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to 2 on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3 The Ticket. Football season is in full swing, and your friends at The Ticket are talking about all the teams you care about. High school, Red Wolves, Razorbacks. We've got you covered with all your favorite shows, including The Front Row with Budrow, RWRC Radio, The Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie, The Setup, and The Drive with Brad Bobo. And The Ticket is Northeast Arkansas's home to the Dallas Cowboys. So if you want football, we're here for you on 1041 KBRI, KNEA AM 970, 95.3 and 96.9, the ticket. Your vehicle is a personal and important investment. At Central Collision Center, we're more than collision repair. We do everything from minor paint touch-ups and windshield replacements to framework. We're committed to customer satisfaction and provide the highest quality of service. At Central Collision Center, we provide honest and expert auto care and offer a written lifetime warranty and on-site rental car arrangements. Stop by or give us a call today to schedule your free estimate central collision center professional convenient reliable behind central chevrolet on stadium and online at central
CentralCollisionCTR.com. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best low terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need. But why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Call Central Chevrolet today and schedule your service appointment. Don't keep putting it off. Central Chevrolet's service department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, a tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Chevrolet. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Chevrolet. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service today on Stadium in Jonesboro or online at centralchevrolet.com. Redwoods fans, this is your coach, Butch Jones, and it's football time in Jonesboro. We can't wait to see you pack the vault for six home games this fall. Hatcher steps up, going to keep it. Inside the 10, inside the 5 lane, Hatcher is into the end zone. Touchdown, Arkansas State. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. On paper, it's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back. To the Workday Red Zone. Karen KBG 9303776 is the number to call. Earlier, of course, we were joking a little bit about the A-State fan base's struggles at time to 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 spell the quarterbacks names correctly uh dating back to the time i guess when Ryan Alpin was the quarterback it's kind of it's it's more like a message board and twitter joke at this point in time but i i have faith already in in Wyatt Beagle being a success because of the fact that already nobody can spell his last name correctly. It's not spelled Beagle like the dog. It's B-E-G-E-A-L. But if we're going strictly based on, you know, the name game in terms of being able to predict quarterback success at Arkansas State, then the guy who is the backup to the backup over these next few games for as long as, as James Blackman is out, well, then I'm just, I'm already convinced this guy is a Ring of Honor candidate. Carson Tomapiao. T-A-U-M-O-E-P-E-A-U. Tomopiao. Good luck with that, friends. Nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. I, I hope I, I said it correctly. If I don't, please, somebody call me up and set me straight here. Uh, but nine three zero three seven seven six is the number to call. What will A-State football's record be 
in the second half of the season. Looking at some of your prediction, predictions, projections on Twitter, at Kara underscore Richie, or by using the hashtag WDRZ. We've got, of course, as you can imagine, everybody all over the place. But it looks like kind of looking through and, and seeing your most popular answers. I think two and four is probably going to be uh, the most the most common answer that we're getting today. Of course, uh, A-State fan rules goes with six and oh. Because if you've got A-State in your Twitter handle, you might as well go hard or go home. I uh, see a couple one and fives. Lachea says, uh, I think we've got we've only got about two more wins in us this season. Hopefully I'm wrong. Jake is a little bit more optimistic. He says four and two is attainable. Justin says realistically, probably three and three. Steven goes with three and three. And uh Mr. A goes with three and three, so that way A State can hit the uh the over of the, the three and a half wins that Vegas had at, at the beginning of the season. But so many of you going with, with two and four. Jeremy, Cam, Kendall, Rex, Jason. Jason elaborates and says, and don't ask me to tell you which two will win. I just think it'll be two wins. So we'll continue to take your responses on that. Our question, of course, is always brought to you by our friends at KavanaughCars.com. We tell you every day that that's where you need to go. If you're looking to buy a vehicle, the full inventory there from the Cavanaugh dealerships is online for you. But one thing that's really important right now that they want you to know is that they will buy your car. And in fact, they will buy your car even if you are not planning to to do a trade. You, you don't have to buy a car from Cavanaugh for them to buy your vehicle. And not only are they willing to buy your car from you without a trade situation, they're even willing to pay over $2,000 over the Kelly Blue Book value, which, by the way, you can you can get a guesstimate on that just by going to the Kelly Blue Book site and punching in some little information about your car and, and things like that. And um, but they're willing to to do you better than the Kelly Blue Book value. So to find out more information there and to chat with someone online, again, just head to KavanaughCars.com, 930-3776. We've talked a lot this week about a realignment. It's not that it's necessarily been New news, but uh, we've kind of taken a few opportunities to punch down on Conference USA, I guess you could say. As it was reported, I think even even last week by Dennis Dodd of CBS, that Conference USA would be presenting a letter to the AAC in terms of, you know, talking about the potential for geographical realignment and saying, hey, you know, wouldn't things just be better? Wouldn't this be a more magical, beautiful world if we decided to merge our conferences, and split up among geographical lines. And they send that letter. They send it on Monday. And, and yes, it's only Wednesday, but the AAC is yet to announce an official response. I feel like this is something that in a way a lot of us can empathize with, but not on such a national level. In the sense that at some point in time in your life, you've reached out to someone about something and you were hopeful and you wanted a response and you're excited about it and you got left on red. <laughs> <laughs> Conference USA is getting left on red yeah, right now time. for the entire college football community to see. And 
I I can personally identify with that pain. It sucks. It's rough. But again, thankfully, usually not everybody in the whole entire country knew about it. But Mike Oresco earlier today, I don't know if I, I guess he had like a media conference or something like that, because I see a few different reporters that have tweeted out comments from from his uh, just some of his quotes from earlier. But he did say earlier that, you know, they received the letter and we're still working on a formal response. So, uh, look, sometimes I leave messages unread because I know they're important and I, I want to make sure and, and get back to them in a timely manner. But if you're being left unread for, for two days, that's just... Yeah, it's not good. It's not a mixed signal. Sometimes mixed signals, friends, they mean no. <laughs> That's not what they taking mixed signal as I know. And uh, it's just um, a tough situation here for Conference USA. Uh, here is Oresco's exact quote on the CUSA proposal to his conference. Quote, I think we've stated a few times that we're not really interested in discussing any kind of merger or conference realignment. At this point, I don't want to say much about it. We did receive a letter. We'll respond to it very shortly. End quote. Yikes. I mean, he said it about as nice as he could, but really his answer there to summarize is not just no, but hell no. Not to put words in his mouth, but I mean, I'm putting words in his mouth because that's what he said. Uh, he did have some other comments on realignment stating that they plan to expand within the next few weeks to a month. And that schools have approached the AAC, quote, we haven't been going out contacting people who haven't expressed interest in us. But we've seen different, several different schools thrown out there at this point in time and, and nothing has really gained traction. For a while it looked like it was just, it was set to happen that Colorado State and Air Force joined that league and, and that's a no-go. The latest school to come up now is, is UAB. And I could still see that being very likely. Yeah. But that name's been out there for, for a while. And we are at a point, you know, as, as fans where you have to wonder if every school that's getting thrown out there, like, is that is that really <laughs> a potential candidate? Or are sports writers at a point where they are just throwing names at a wall and waiting to see which one will stick? Because there's not that many more names left to throw out. Because every team in the Mountain West is out of this conversation. Every team now in, in, in the MAC has been, will continue to be out of this conversation. So really, you're left with 24 schools to throw into the AAC mix. So if you start naming enough of them, eventually you're going to get one or two or three right, just due to the process of elimination. So that's the question now. Does anybody actually have any inside info? Or is it just like, all right, well, I'm going to throw three names from Conference USA out there and three names from the Sunbelt out there, and we'll just, we'll just see if one or two or three of those ends up being right. I think that's what we're closer to right now in terms of the re realignment conversations. But again, not any, you know, new news on this today. Just kind of more more sadness if you're a Conference USA fan at this point in time. Tell you what, uh, let's go ahead and take another break. I, I want to talk a little MLB with you guys if that's all right. Busy day in the playoffs yesterday and uh, a day today to kind of reset a little bit as there are no games on tap for tonight. But we'll talk about some of the action for yesterday and what's still to come in the playoffs, too. So that's up next. Keep it right here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We are the station that always has our howl on. 
Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. The Attention, members and guests. Make plans for Live with the Red Wolves Wednesday night from 7 to 8 at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Join head coach Butch Jones along with a special player guest and listen along on 107.9 K-Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield. Plus, audience members can win prizes from textbook brokers. It's all at Lost Pizza Wednesday night at 7 during Live with the Red Wolves presented by the Arkansas Department of Health and sponsored by Angie Gallagher of the United Country Scenic Rivers Realty, Crown Limousine, Vision Care Center, Farmers and Merchants Bank, Stanley Woodard Law Firm, and Blue Cross Blue Shield agent Woody Harrelson. Professional, convenient, reliable. You can count on it all at Central Buick GMC. Call today to schedule your service appointment. Central Buick GMC Service Department is open Monday through Saturday. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Buick GMC. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember GMC. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at centralbuickgmc.com. Bigger bonuses, increased starting pay. Linux Industries has 300 positions to fill and is now offering brand new seasonal shift incentives. Hiring bonuses from $2,000 for first shift and $2,500 for second shift. Starting pay from $15.25 on first to $16 per hour for second shift. Plus, excellent benefits including full medical benefits and a free on-site clinic for employees and their families and an air-conditioned factory. Bigger bonuses. Increased starting pay up to $16 an hour. Come join the Linux team, the leading HVAC company in America. Call 870-672-8161 or apply online at linuxinternational.com slash careers. Linux Industries is an equal opportunity employer. The weather's getting cooler, so make sure you're ready to work or play outside with custom logo apparel from Caps Plus. At Caps Plus, they have thousands of items they can customize with your business logo, including jackets, sweatshirts, long-sleeve tees, and more. If you don't have a logo, let Caps Plus put their on-staff graphic designers to work for you. And Caps Plus can get you ready for game day with A-State or Green County High School Apparel. Find out why Caps Plus is in the business of helping your business grow. Go see them on Carroll Road in Paragool. Give them a call, 236-9292, or go online to CapsPlusInc.com. Way is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at gogreenway.com. Till deeper with our down to earth package or save big with our green saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's get in gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. City streets or small towns, everyone deserves a clean, green community. We are Keep America Beautiful, the nonprofit working to end littering, improve recycling, and beautify communities. Let's do beautiful things. Visit kab.org. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. All right, uh, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. It's still so hard to not to hear that music and be like, oh, home stretch. That was the drum line that, of course, played as the intro to our last segment for, you know, about four and a half years. So old habits die hard. But uh, still two segments left to go in today's show. And we've got some open phone lines for you right now. 930-3776, the number to call asking you, how will A-State football fare down the stretch? What will the record be? Over the final six games. You can weigh in on social media as well. But uh, do want to switch gears for a moment. And check in. On what. 
is going on in Major League Baseball right now. We've got uh, three of the four teams figured out in terms of the championship series. We'll have a game five tomorrow. A little bit, a little grumpy that it's not tonight. Tonight would be a great <laughs> night for it. But uh, and going back and in, in recapping yesterday's action, uh, really just one what you would think of as, as a close game and then a couple of, of uh well, two of the three that weren't quite as competitive. But I guess we can start and, and go in order as the games went yesterday. Somewhere out there today, Tony La Russa is, is still mad. I'm fairly sure that he is still mad about the fact that he thought the plunking of Jose Abreu was intentional. And I bet he's still fuming about it. I bet if there if he even knows any... Random umpires runs into one on the street today. I bet that dude gets an earful. He was convinced the Astros hit a Brady on purpose. Yeah. And argued his case plenty. Umpires during the game, reporters afterward, he is probably he is probably yelling at a wall today. Saying it will be a good <laughs> Test of the character and credibility of the winning team because it was intentional. Kept, catcher kept looking in the dugout, so they did hit him intentionally. I'll be really curious. They should have the guts to admit that they did it. Come on, Tony. Nobody ever admits that. You didn't admit that at a single point in your career. And Tony LaRusso was like the king of the payback. Yes, he, he was. He was all about some beanball. Yeah. Now that almost to me even though I think it's overblown here, that almost does, to me, give give credibility to his case because if anybody on this planet should know if somebody got hit on purpose, you feel like it would be Tony La Russa since he was so big on doing that uh, throughout his managerial career. But, like, at the end of the day, White Sox kind of got their butts kicked yesterday. It, it wasn't a close game. Turns out, whether we like it as fans or not, to admit it, the, the Astros are still really good. And now all of a sudden, you know... That team kind of looks like they might be the World Series favorite. I don't know. The Red Sox are really good. I I don't know who to pick in that game. I really don't. We won't see that series for a couple of days um, as we do have one more Game 5 to get into, which we'll touch on in a moment. But uh, with some other action last night, a really good win, a competitive win between the Braves and the Brewers. And I guess probably it's good for everybody's sake that that game turned out the way that it did with – the Braves able to get a win because there was a really bad missed call in that game and it wasn't reviewable. The umpiring crew was not able to overturn what was a clear missed call and it was a really crucial spot and stuff like that just it, it continues to blow my mind that Major League Baseball can't get this right. If you weren't watching yesterday, um, there was a play where there was, uh, it, it looked like the Braves batter, it was Duvall, because Duvall has been involved in every single conversation around the Braves this season, mostly for negative reasons, because apparently he doesn't know how to run the bases, but that's a different story. He popped <laughs> up. He pops up, right? And it's a foul ball. And the catcher for the Brewers, he had it, he had it, he had it, he didn't have it. Pops out of his glove, but Urias is right there. Heads up play by the third baseman on the tip drill to make what looked like just an awesome catch. Except the ball hit the ground. Now, I get not necessarily being able to see that on on first viewing in real time because it was boom, boom. 
but it takes a half a second to go back and, and look at that and realize, oh, yeah, that hit the ground. That wasn't an out. Yeah. But MLB didn't go back and review it, said they couldn't review it because MLB replay rules don't allow for catch, no catch calls in the infield to be reviewed. You can replay catch, no catch calls in the outfield, but not in the infield. Somebody make that make sense to me. I, I'm, please, 9303776, tell me, give me any kind of reason why that should be okay. Of course, long story short, you know, the Braves won, but if not, man... <laughs> Yeah, I would be I can't imagine how frustrated I would be as a fan base, you know, nine years after you lose a wild card game where an infield fly rule couldn't be challenged. And then you have one that can't be reviewed. And at the end of the day, though, they won they won five to four. So they'll wait on tonight's uh, or tomorrow night's, excuse me, Dodgers and Giants winner. So Dodgers get a in, I guess about as easy as a win in the postseason, one of the easiest wins in the postseason that we've seen because so many of these games have been close and competitive. But it was 7-2 last night, and now it'll be Game 5 on Thursday. And again, to be whiny and selfish because everything is about me, I need this game to be tonight. Yeah, that's <laughs> like there's nothing going on tonight. That's, there's like, nothing. Unless you want to watch the NHL or preseason NBA, and yeah. I don't really want to do either of those. So, But we get to tomorrow, and we have got, you know, we've got another Sunbelt game tomorrow night. We've got an AAC game tomorrow night. We've got Thursday night football in the NFL tomorrow night. So I need this I need this game to be tonight. Yeah. So we can go ahead and wrap up the series and, and focus on some football tomorrow. But unfortunately, as I've come to find out, the world does not exactly run on my timing. So it is what it is. Tomorrow night, just going to be a busy night with the clicker. Just checking around on, on a lot of different games for Dodgers and Giants and... Eagles and Jaguars and Tigers and Midshipmen. I can't even remember who plays in the NFL game. We'll cross that bridge when we get there tomorrow. Uh, but uh, fun stuff all around. And uh, we'll look forward to talking a little more playoff baseball with you tomorrow. Um, I tell you what, let's go ahead and take one more break. We've got one more to take this show. Come back and see if we can get all caught up on everything we've missed so far today. And uh, wrap things up on a good note. Keep it here with us on the Workday Red Zone. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook. And follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Express Employment Professionals is hiring right now near you. Express in Stuttgart is now hiring for seasonal positions at Riceland that could transition into a long-term and lucrative career in the rice industry, a business vital to this area. These jobs are also a great opportunity to earn extra money with substantial overtime. Now is the time to join Riceland in Lone Oak, Hazen, Desart, Holly Grove, Fair Oaks, Hickory Ridge, Parkin, Wheatley or Stuttgart. Seasonal positions include harvest labor, dump operators, sample house workers, and appraisal. There's never a fee to apply with Express, and they offer free direct deposit or prepaid debit cards. Stop the job shuffle. Apply for the seasonal positions now available with Riceland, and you could transition into a continuing and rewarding career. Call 870-672-4568 to schedule an appointment to apply in person at Express Employment in Stuttgart, or begin your application online at ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com or 870-672-4568. 
You could keep telling yourself you're going to get your vehicle service, or you could just call Central Nissan today to schedule your service appointment. Don't put off till tomorrow what you could do today. Central Nissan Service Department is even open on Saturdays. Whether you need an oil change, tire rotation, wheel alignment, brake service, battery inspection, or engine repair, you can count on the service team at Central Nissan. Next time your vehicle needs maintenance, remember Central Nissan. Professional, convenient, reliable. Schedule your service needs today on Parker Road in Jonesboro and online at Central Nissan.net. Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party. We're going to the old country store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro. Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we? The old country store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men. Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose's my favorite. Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by poorly paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store. This is Davey Carter with Centennial Bank. At Centennial, we're proud of our long-standing relationship with Arkansas State University. Whether it's opening up a new account at our on-campus banking center, we're cheering with you at Centennial Bank Stadium. And we're embracing our newest Red Wolf leaders as well, including our hard-charging football coach, Butch Jones, and our new athletic director, Tom Bowen. At Centennial, our promise is to always be here for you. We're building legacies, one Red Wolf at a time. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. Calling all Red Wolves fans. We want you and your business at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you have property to sell, call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 to get your property sold. Red Wolves fans are some of my favorite customers. The real estate market is hot and inventory is low from everything selling so fast. Whether you have a home in Jonesboro or Paragould, a farm or ranch, waterfront property, or a country home with acreage in northeast Arkansas, we can sell it. United Country Scenic Rivers Realty and the Red Wolves. Now that's a winning combination. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Home stretch here on the ticket. 9303776 is the number to call. Y'all got jokes on social media. You always do. But, of course, if you got jokes on the phone, you can share those with us as well. Uh, last call here on the question of the day. What will A-State football's record be in the second half of the season? I, look, I I know people look at this team, and, and there's a lot of issues and a lot of questions. This team is still going to beat ULM. I feel confident in, in saying that. And then there's just so many teams in, in this league that – have there's no consistency in terms of whether or not they are a good team or a bad team. I don't know if they're good teams that have played bad games or bad teams that have played well at certain points. And what I mean by that is is Georgia State got annihilated at the beginning of the season against Army, but they've played better since then. So when these teams meet on Saturday, November the 20th, are we going to hear a million of those obnoxious train whistles or no? I don't know. Yeah. Um. If Texas State plays the way they did at the beginning of the season or or last week against South Alabama, A-State might struggle with that game at the end of the year. But if they play the way they did against Incarnate Word, okay, chalk that up as a win for A-State as well. South Al, again, uh, they they played some a a light slate in terms of non-conference play. 
they really played well against Cajuns and just came up short there. So if they play against A-State the way they, they played against Louisiana, A-State can have issues on October the 30th. But if they play the way they did against Alcorn State, where they were a 21-and-a-half-point favorite and, and won by seven, okay, well, mark them down as a win for Arkansas State. And heck, App State has a lot of weapons, but if they were to cough up the football four times on Saturday, November the 6th, then all right, A-State's going to be able to hang in that one too. In other words, that's a really long-winded way to say I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what this team is going to do in the second half of the season. I can tell you that I do expect to continue to see some different faces out there in in terms of different positions. You know, I, I do wonder how many of the freshmen start getting in the mix. And, and again, we've already seen several of these guys, but there are a lot of players on this team who have not appeared yet in, in a single game that I think can, can contribute coming up, you know, coming down the stretch. One of those guys like Mikaelin Thomas um, on the offensive line pr- probably make an impact at guard just as soon as they decide that he's ready, whether that's in Game 7 or whether they wait a couple more games so they don't burn his redshirt in, in Game 9. I'm curious to see how much Wyatt Beagle gets sprinkled in there on select patch- packages and, and what he could possibly do as a dual-threat guy. Uh, there are so many other guys that you wonder about as well. I, I haven't heard a lot of conversations about Omari Walker, but I know that, uh, if you recall, he's he's just he's a speed guy, man. He was the sprinter from Texas that is is playing for A-State. Do you, do you sprinkle him in the mix some at the end of the season? See if you can get him out there on special teams, see how he can contribute. There's just uh, a lot of different guys that you got questioned about on this roster in terms of, of how much you might see him. Coming down the stretch here. Looking around at some other headlines here. Of course, the Raiders continuing to deal with the fallout of Gruden's resignation. Uh, it sounds like Mike Davis thinks that... Mark Davis, excuse me, thinks that maybe the NFL leaked those emails on purpose. And I'll be honest with you, that would not surprise me. Yeah, now, it, ulti- it wouldn't be either. Yeah, now ultimately, you know, Gruden is is responsible for the, the content of those emails. And I guess my only question now in terms of that is is when are we going to see the rest of them? Um, there's, there's going to be some stuff that comes out in those emails. There's no doubt in my mind. Look, when you've got 650,000 of them to go through, there's, there's going to be some dirt in there. But, uh, I think Davis does have a point that, you know, Gruden's emails being the ones that are leaked right now is probably not a fair situation. But again, ultimately, again, Gruden, Gruden is responsible for what he put in those emails and, and what he wrote. So uh, so now I guess a question for Davis and the Raiders management is what happens next in terms of the coaching situation. Uh, you're already seeing Eric Bieniemy's name thrown out there because Eric Bieniemy's name gets thrown out there right now for every single job. In fact, I even think Bieniemy's name got thrown out there as soon as the USC job opened. Really, if there is a football job right now, Bieniemy's name is getting thrown out there. Of course, he's had a ton of success there as the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, although it does look like, not that the league is necessarily figured out, Patrick Mahomes, but they're not the Super Bowl frontrunner this year, and that was pretty clearly the case the past couple of seasons. But with the Raiders and with the NFL in general, these will continue to be developing stories on uh, on what's going on there. Elsewhere, 
Brett Favre owns the state of Mississippi almost a million dollars. I haven't read a lot of that story. That's just a headline. I apologize for throwing that out there and then yeah. being like, eh, I don't know that much about it. Yeah, I think it's like 850000 <sighs> Yeah, for money that went to him instead of went to charity. So he's going to have to pay that back. Joe Burrow is on voice rest uh, after he, I guess he suffered a throat contusion in that last game. You think of all the different things that can possibly get hurt during uh, for an NFL player throughout the course of the season, and it is a never-ending list. But uh, I guess I just hadn't thought a lot about a player needing voice rest. But again, you take a, a blow to the throat, you can kind of kind of understand it. Those guys have to be able to, um, you know, call out audibles and and be able to have that team that offense hear them at the line of scrimmage. So you can understand that situation as well. An interesting story coming out from Oklahoma football. Look, we know head coaches are paranoid, right? I mean, that's just that's just it. And we know that there are varying degrees of availability, media availability at programs from across the country. For years in Arkansas State, it was kind of just, all right, come watch the practice. This is what we're doing. Every once in a while, you would have a coach that would say, hey, we would appreciate you not updating your listeners, readers, whatever, on this person's health status. It didn't happen a lot, but occasionally you'd get that. A coach would ask. But a lot of places are a lot more guarded. And (laughs) Oklahoma has actually completely banned its media, period, this week after a student newspaper went to great lengths. The student newspaper at the University of Oklahoma went to really great lengths to see what Lincoln Riley was going to do at quarterback. Of course, going into the season, Spencer Rattler was not just the guy for Oklahoma. He was the guy that everybody was talking about was going to win the Heisman. And his season hasn't started the way that people thought that it would. And he got benched Saturday in the Red River Shootout. And Caleb Fresh, Caleb Freshman, Freshman Caleb Williams came in and sparked that team, led them to a win over the rival in really dramatic fashion. And so now everybody, of course, is like, all right, well, Rattler's got to lose his job, right? So, now there's all kinds of stuff going on. Rattler apparently missed yeah. practice Monday. Uh, they got an interview with his dad. They got Spencer an interview Rattler's with his dad. dad. Riley is mad that the, that the student paper found a way to watch practice. Well, with, I mean, at the end of the day, like it's, it's Lincoln Riley's fault for making it a bigger story than it needed to be. If you just said that, if you just said there's going to be a competition or if you just named a starter on Monday, then... People wouldn't go to this length. Or just, even if you said, I, I, has he said anything about it at all? I, I'm pretty sure he was kind of hush-hush when he was asked about it on Monday. Okay, like completely hush-hush, like yeah. I'm not going to talk about the quarterbacks? Yeah, Because so. you can't, look, you can't do that. You, you have to at least, look, you can, most quarterbacks are going to say that anyways, but you at least have to give some kind of comment in the sense that, uh, you know, we like what... We like what uh, Caleb Williams came in and did in relief, but Spencer Rattler has been the guy to lead our team this year, so we're going to continue to observe through practice this week and blah, 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 blah. He's going to coach speak people, and I think everybody realizes that, but you got you got to give something. Something there. All right, uh, quick story to wrap things up here as we shift gears completely. But this headline caught my eye on Twitter, and I wanted to share it, even if we don't have time to really dive into the story. 
But uh, headline here from Lakers News. LeBron James has high praise for Lakers rookie Austin Reeves. Quote, James says, uh, quote, he's an NBA player and can play at this level and play at a high level. I watched a lot of film on him when we brought him in, actually, and I knew right away that he could be an NBA player and play at this level. His size, his shot-making ability, his pick-and-roll play, his passing. He's a high IQ kid, and he's got a lot of dog in him, too. I would say that LeBron James probably knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I'd say so. so. That's high praise. So if he's uh, given some kudos to Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> oh, what a horrible nickname. Then, uh, then good stuff. Except for the nickname, obviously. Uh, that's a wrap for us here on a Wednesday. Thanks to Keith Merritt for hanging out in hour one. And, of course, uh, appreciate the phone call from Arkansas State Men's Golf Coach Mike Hagan. You can find that interview following the show at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive at 3 o'clock. Have it here in the morning for the front row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back tomorrow at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Have a great, great day. Uh-huh.